Thank you so much, Daphne. What a wonderful privilege to be part of this conference. Thank you for the honor. I count it a tremendous honor. And of course, I am greeting all of you here from Indonesia, where we are all still in lockdown, just like I think, I think Singapore is also still in lockdown, I think. Um, but anyhow, here we are still in a tight lockdown. And I must say, but you know what people, I say over and over to the people, we are not locked in with the virus. We are locked in with God. And we are not locked down with the virus. We are locked in with God. I mean, you know, I said, I'm sitting in this apartment and, and I could have another 10 hours in the day. We are that busy preaching all over the world and ministering and doing and, and ministering to the world because the world has truly become the size of a screen. It really has. The whole world has become two sides of the screen. And uh, but by a wonderful privilege, because actually, if we take it like that, since this pandemic, yes, of course, it's, it's hard on people. But you know what, people, you know, I say every season God has an answer. And for every season, there's a key. And so uh, sitting still is for me not an option. Doing nothing, no option at all. And uh, yeah, so with this pandemic, I just say that God gave us this pandemic and either we're going to use it as an opportunity and we are really going to use it as God's divine um, Kairos moment and use that or we're going to be highly frustrated and we're going to sit here and we're going to think that nothing is moving. But I, I am absolutely convinced of it that God uh, is allowing this in one way for us to actually go into new dimensions for the church to reach out in ways they've never reached out before. And I think I've never seen so much prayer all over the world and so much going on. And, and I just love it. <laughs> like I said, sitting still is not my gift. So we are busy and we are preaching and ministering and reaching the whole world and, and reaching into nations. And, and actually, it's actually wonderful, people. You know why? Because suddenly uh, it doesn't matter from which country you are. And thank God you don't need a visa. You don't need a passport. It's like, great. You just switch on onto the wonderful new word that the body of Christ has learned, which is Zoom. <laughs> Zoom became a new word for the kingdom of God, and we are all using it, and I'm using it now as well, of course, and that made it for us so possible to go across the world. So thank you for this privilege, uh, Pastor Tuck and Daphne. I am honored, and actually, I'm no guest. You're absolutely right. I am family, and I call the Cornerstone family my family. And that's why it's also a great, great honor for me to be part of my family conference. Yeah, although it's, of course, here out of Indonesia, but that's how it is. So, Lord, I just want to thank you tonight for the word. I want to thank you for this amazing privilege to just go across the airwaves and minister to people across the world. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that it's really your presence. It's really, it's really your word. It's really who you are right there where they are, oh God, that is impacting them, their lives. And I give you all the glory. And the honor for that, my Father, and I pray that you help me tonight to communicate with the people according to what's upon your heart, my Lord. And I thank you for the privilege that their heart is prepared and so ready to receive in Jesus' name. Amen. You know what, people, let me just quickly say before I come to the word of God, I say, in many ways, we saw before that there were so many, many people that came together. You know, we had we had the scent and we had three stadiums full of young people in Brazil. And then you see the big crusades in, in Africa and everywhere else. Yeah, I mean, a lot happening. And so we saw that so much came together. And then we had suddenly a counterattack because every destiny will be attacked by Satan. It doesn't matter what your destiny is. And that's why we talk about revival. We talk about new dimensions. I thoroughly enjoyed last night's message. Uh, listen to Pastor Tak. Wow, he was on fire, this man. And, uh, and preached me also on fire here in Indonesia. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Anyhow, and so um, we see actually how, how this whole thing is working. We see that we had this global gathering. Now, people, how long have we been hearing about global revival? We've heard it so long. I mean, it seems to be, I heard it almost since the day I got born again. And that's a long time ago. I'm not telling you how long, but it's really long. Okay. So anyhow, and then um, 
And so we see here that we had this global gathering and then we suddenly Satan come with a global attack, which is for me very much this, this, this virus and this, uh, yeah, this global virus attack that the whole world, this pandemic, and then God came again and overruled that with global connections. And suddenly the body of Christ is, is just connecting everywhere. It doesn't matter which denomination it is. It doesn't matter if you're male, female, pastor, no pastor, which denomination or from where you are, which nation, which country. And suddenly the body of Christ lose its, its walls and its barriers and they start connecting on a global level. So what did we have? then Satan come with a counterattack, and once again we have all these fires and this Black Lives Matters and this burning and this fires and this riots and I mean just unbelievable across the world it was almost like a counterattack against that and what does God do exactly he start coming and rising with global prayer people I mean at the moment there are 24-hour prayers happening across the world for people like myself that's very much involved in prayer I can tell you that I can almost be all day for 24 hours be involved in some prayer meeting somewhere because suddenly the body of Christ has found each other and pray with each other. Isn't that marvelous? It's absolutely wonderful. It's glorious people. Yeah, the Holy Spirit is like water. You can't, you can't put it down. You can't, you can't stop it. You block it here, it goes there. And for every situation, God has a key. And that's also true where I want to go a little bit tonight. Every lockdown, every situation, every difficulty has its own key. I better look at my watch because you know when I start, I clean forget. I say, I know what to do with the devil, but this is my enemy. So I don't remember always the time. So, okay. God has a key for every situation. And I want to talk to you tonight about double portions with double uh, dimensions. And um, <laughs> I'm going to quickly start talking to you about that. And of course, when we talk about double portions, and double dimensions, of course, Elijah and Elisha is a, is a perfect example of that. How Elijah and Elisha with the with a mantle and the double portion. It's absolutely true because uh, Elisha had actually double the amount of miracles, almost exactly to the number than Elijah. But you see, so we always see that God is the God of double portions. God is always the God that wants to bring increase. Doesn't matter in, in whatever lockdown you are in or whatever situation you are in, the actual purpose of God is to restore you into a double flow, into a new dimension, into double portions. Well, that doesn't mean we have, doesn't have to walk the fire to get there. That's very, very true because you're not going to reach a mountain until you walk a valley. And you're not going to know what is to, is to be victorious until you conquer something. It's just how it is. But yeah, so then you come to the mountaintop and then believe me, you're going down to the valley again to find the next mountaintop. That's just how it is. But anyhow, so we see it in the Old Testament. I'm just going to give you a little bit of background before we actually come to the real message. And we see here in the Old Testament, we see how the spirit of the Lord came upon individuals. We see how the spirit of the Lord came upon Elijah or upon Daniel, uh, David, or the spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon. But it actually means, it's very wonderful in the Hebrew, it actually means that, that um, the spirit of the Lord wrapped himself around so the spirit of the Lord wrapped himself around Gideon, for example, okay? The spirit of the Lord came upon, but now we see in the New Testament that that came into a new dimension. And now the spirit of the Lord is poured out upon all flesh and he is actually now from within. I just, I just are doing all these healing meetings at the moment and I keep on telling people, stop waiting for your miracle to come upon you. The miracle is inside from inside out, not from outside in, but never mind. That's another sermon, another time. Anyhow. So we see that the spirit of the Lord came upon, yeah, so in the Old Testament and from within. So I just, I just lay the foundation to where I'm going. And then we see, of course, in Exodus chapter 19, verse 6, it was actually God's plan that everybody in Egypt would be in the priesthood. In other words, that everybody would hear God's voice. Everybody would have the same experience as Moses. Everybody would actually be priesthood. The priesthood was actually God's plan, plan according to Exodus chapter 19, verse 6, that everybody would be in the priesthood. In other words, that everybody would have the same experience, the same glory, hear the same voice, but that, of course, didn't happen. So we see that that failed, and the ironic anointing came in of course but that was plan b but now we see that god came with his double portion and we see that in revelation chapter 5 where god's come and he says now you are kings and priests 
So before in the Old Testament, we see only the priesthood where God wants that intimacy, that priesthood. And now God says in Revelations, it's not enough for me that you are just in the priesthood. I make you a king and a priest. So we see that with every situation, God actually brings a double portion. He brings uh, the increase. He brings a new dimension. The Old Testament, priesthood. New Testament, kings and priests. The Old Testament, upon, the spirit of the Lord upon people. The New Testament, spirit from within. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is from within you. So we see that now we don't have just, uh, we don't just have the spirit of the Lord upon people. No, now we see that the spirit of the Lord is a river of God flowing out of your inner being. And so we see that God is constantly bringing the increase and that's still true today. So the introduction is over. Are you happy? <laughs> Let's come to the sermon. Right. We've seen that in Isaiah chapter 43, verse 19, God gives us a very interesting, very interesting scripture. And I quickly want to tell you a dream. I want to tell you a dream that I had. Um, it was in 2019 and it was in March. And I, I, I was in a time of fasting and prayer, and I dreamt that as far as I could see, I saw ships, big ships, small ships, fishermen ships, uh, trailers, um, um, tankers, um, the old kind of ships with the sails. And it was as far as I could see, but they were all sinking. Some of them were already going down under the water. Others were just starting to sink. Others was already halfway. And in my dream, I was so upset. I screamed in my dream, why are you sinking all these ships? Why are all these ships sinking? And I woke up with that. And of course, I was very disturbed by that. And I was in this time of fasting and prayer. And I didn't know what God wanted to say. And then the Lord gave me Isaiah 43 verse 19, but I didn't understand. I really didn't understand what God wanted to say. And actually, um, Isaiah 43 verse 19 says, behold, I do a new thing. Do not remember the former things. Now it shall spring forth. Now, the more the Lord gave it to me, the less I understood. I did not understand then that through this pandemic that God, that this was going to come and that actually so much of the old will change. People were not going to go back to the old. I'm, I'm, I just, that's just how it is. We are not going to go back to the old. And last night when I listened to um, Pastor Tack speaking about the revival that's going to come, well, let me tell you what, absolutely agree with that, but it's not going to come the way you and I expect it. God is not going to pour out his his, his his fire and this new revival, it's not going to come and be in the old wineskins. It's going to be a new wineskin. And so don't expect the same. Expect something fresh. Expect something new. Expect something you have not seen yet. Because if God says, behold, I do a new thing, it means we haven't seen it yet or it's not new, right? So here we go. I actually expect that God is going to move us in the miraculous people. I get so excited when I talk about that. I can just jump up and down here. Let me tell you, I am so assured of it that we're going to see the miraculous in ways we've never seen it before. I am absolutely convinced that God is going to move if it's necessary to move some of us in the spirit realm, like he did it with Elijah and like he did with others. I can't see why wouldn't God not do it today. I have absolute faith for limbs to just grow out and supernatural things to start happening why because God is ready and is moving in a new wineskin a new time a new a new pressing in a new uh, something new happening so don't try to hold to the old I can tell you right now the new the revival that God's going to bring and the global harvest is not going to look like John G. Lake it's not going to look like um, Wigglesworth it's not even going to look like Reinhard Bonker let me tell you what it's not even going to look the way that Benny Hinn, Benny Hinn is doing it. And I tell you what, Cornerstone, hear me tonight, what God's going to do within the church also means for you that God's going to come with complete new ways, methods, and keys. Mm. I heard about the doors today. Old doors and new doors and repair doors. And well, now let me say to you, God is going to give you a key for that door. And that's, that kid is going to look completely different. So be ready that God might start believing that God might be asking you to start doing things a little bit different or even with greater increase than what you've done until now. Now, 
last night's sermon also said that we are stuck, some of us, and it's absolutely true. But that I'll come a little bit later, and I want to take you with me now quickly to uh, my scripture for tonight. That's really what I want to talk about, and it's Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3, and it's going to get very practical afterwards, right? It's good that I'm in Indonesia because you have to love me, even the Bible says so. <laughs> right, Ephesians chapter 3, and we are in verse 20. And I'm reading from the Amplified Bible. Now to him who, by in consequence of the action of his power that is at work within us, is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly, far above and above all that we dare ask or think, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. I know you didn't understand my accent there. I just know you didn't understand my accent, so I'm going to read it to you one more time. Right, here we go. Now to him, who by, in consequence of, the action of his power that is at work within us is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly far over and above all that we dare ask or think infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams above it, yeah? To him be glory in the church and to Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Right. I'd like to talk to you a little bit about the scripture, and this is where we're going to go tonight. That would be our key scripture for tonight. Now unto him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us to his glory in the church in Christ Jesus. That word I want to start with now. That word now is actually not referring to the revival that's coming. That word now, it is here now. We need to understand that the now of God means exactly just that. I've got a wonderful sermon actually on, 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 the, on the praise and the worship of heaven, how heaven celebrate the fact that the same Jesus who was in the past, who was, and who is now, is continuously coming on that same level all the time, people. It's not that we have to wait for this revival that's going to come. We, we live in this almost like a a, a expectation of something that still has to happen. Every single thing God wants to give you, he has given you already in his Holy Spirit. That same spirit that raised Christ from the dead in value, if we feel like it or not, if we feel powerful or not, if we feel glorious or not, that does not change that the spirit of God that indwells you is at its highest power all the time, because in him there is no shadow. And if there's anything that COVID has taught us, then it is actually to minister in that same level of anointing to people, even by Zoom and the internet, and see the miraculous flow the same way as what we would be in a meeting. Because then it's the spirit that's working. And not our charisma. Or the smoke machine, or the lights. I just threw that in, by the way. So, now unto him. This world is desperate. We are in Indonesia. I just read that Indonesia has become the Asian epic center for COVID. People, it really is serious. And uh, to crown it all, I got COVID twice. Can you believe that? But I'm still around to tell the story. So here we are. And so we see now this world is a in a very desperate desperate thing so we see that something needs to change now and if you're going to wait and this is where i am so concerned about the body of christ because we are almost like uh, waiting for something to happen when actually all that what the river wants to provide is in us now we just need to learn to release that and walk with that the now of god the need is in this church in this world now and you know talking about that uh, 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 Pastor Tuck and, and uh, Pastor Daphne will tell you, 
you know what? I, with my big mouth, get myself so often in trouble. You just can't believe it. <laughs> and then God has to pull me out there. And so it was just like this again. It was actually here in Indonesia. So now I came from Germany. I came for the crusade time. And I was one week in the country. And bam, we had the lockdown. So God gave me this word in, in, in Germany that says, behold, I have set an open door before you. But um, uh, here I came, everything locked down. So I'm invited to this healing meeting. Yeah? So I'm invited to go to, to join them at this healing meeting. So after it was really great and everything was a Saturday night, all wonderful. And then afterwards, I talked to the committee and they, they were talking together and in, in the, yeah, just in the um, uh, discussion afterwards and uh, in the evaluation and they say um, yeah I said praise the Lord really good yeah sister she said we try and, and we try to really pray for Indonesia and to, with this COVID it's terrible and we do it um, uh, every Saturday I said so why are you not praying every day for the people they said uh, uh, pardon me I said yeah I said in other words you tell me somebody that is really sick on Monday has to wait until Saturday before you pray for them they might not have enough breath until then <laughs> you can just imagine oh lord i with my big mouth got me into trouble and this and these people would just think they said what yeah well well maybe uh, uh sister suzette so they took the challenge and they said well will you join us i said yes i'll join you and here we are we started with thinking that we're going to do five days of healing meetings it increased it actually totally changed and um and so, excuse me, let me just something's here on the screen. And, um, and so, and actually, so what we have thought would be only five days is now already 16 days. And we started with these healing meetings. We had way over 200 miracles already with the uh, tested miracles, with the telephone numbers. We have every day between 700 and 900 people locking in. We already have how many nations locking in. And out of that one place of now, the need for now, the action for now, that I just thought would just be one or two little healing meetings turn into a wave. Why? Because unto him who is able to do now, people. So it's not so much to do the big. Remember, these signs will follow those that believe. It doesn't run ahead of you. So if you're going to wait for that revival, you will wait until the cows come home or until the rapture. I don't know which one is going to hit you first. But actually, the fact is, is that you need to understand that you need to start moving and God will move with you. How did I move? I have one computer, I have one light, we have Zoom, we have got here locked down in the house and we start reaching and God starts sending the people from across the nations. We had kidneys being healed, we had backs being healed, we had eyes open, we had all kinds of miracles started happening and a wave of the miraculous is released in a time of desperate need. Why? Because <laughs> because I just challenged them and said somebody might not have enough breath from Monday till Saturday. There you go. And sometimes God doesn't wait for us to do the big. It's the first step. That's the first little, little bubble, bubble in the water that start ripples and start going. And that's what God sometimes asks. And for you, who I heard last night from Pastor Tuck, some of us are really stuck. We are stuck where we are. We are stuck in our churches. We are stuck emotionally. We are stuck spiritually. And that's absolutely true. And we wait for this big thing to happen. Start with something small and see how God increased that. Okay. Now unto him who is able. Most of us actually has no problem believing that God is capable. And of course, that God is able. All of us believe that. You know, we all believe that God can do the, the absolute impossible, but now live in it. Make that the lifestyle. That's the challenge. So we see that God is able. And you know, if we see that God wants to do, we heard last night so clearly that God wants to bring breakthrough. And we had a marvelous sermon last night about uh, from, from Pastor Tuck on breakthrough. But now let me talk to you a little bit about that breakthrough issue. You know, Reinhard Bonnke is such an amazing man. My spiritual dad, he taught me the most amazing truth. He taught us all that. And he said, breakthrough works like a server, like somebody that surfed the waves. 
And he said, a server that has that wants a big wave has to go out deep into the sea against the current. And then he finds this wave. And then this wave carry him to the seashore and he rides this wave. And this wave is glory and hallelujah and it's marvelous and it carries him to the seashore, but it will throw him out on the seashore. And if that server wants to have the next wave, he has to swim back against the tide again to go and find the next wave. Now you listen to me very carefully. Some of you are stuck because you were wonderful. It was glorious before the lockdown and everything and the church and the meetings and the, and the glory and, the, and then you suddenly are stuck down and you are suddenly locked down and suddenly this pandemic came. And so in your own spirit, you lock down. Lockdown, people, this lockdown is not a spiritual limitation. It's a government statement. It is a government condition. It's not the spiritual state of your spirit. The spirit of God is not in lockdown. But we have to reach out for way, means and ways we've never have done before. Or maybe have to, I'm a, you, you heard from Pastor Daphne, I'm an evangelist, I'm a preacher. I, I travel the nations, I do prayer schools, I do crusades, I do healing meetings. I, I, we, we are all over the world all the time. And now we are as much in lockdown as you are. So I have the choice to hold on to my experience of the past and say, well, I cannot travel now, I'm an evangelist, I couldn't have crusades. Or I can grab this as a Kairos moment and say, hey, the people are sitting home, let's start preaching people. Let's get going. People are looking for answers. It's an attitude. And that's exactly what we did. So Reinhardt says that that, that that server will go to the seashore. And some of you have reached the seashore and you splashed yourself a little bit wet and then you start getting dry. Your worship life got dry. Your prayer life got dry. Your, your vision got dry because it's not looking like before exactly. You cannot have the meetings as you had before. You cannot do it and people got tired and you think, oh, well, I can't keep the people on Zoom and I can't keep them together all the time. And the church members are not coming to the church as before. Listen to me today. The spirit of the Lord that raised Christ from the dead indwell you and that power has not changed not when you had it before the pandemic and not after the pandemic and not in five years time that thing is not that spirit of god is not changed and so you tap into that water and into that river because we are all in the same boat as far as the pandemic but god forbid that we are all in the same place of lockdown we are not in lockdown. We are locked in with God. And in God, he is able. So what did I start doing? I start preaching and I start giving teachings and we start praying for the sick and suddenly God heal everywhere. God start healing COVID people in hospitals. God start healing open blind eyes. God start healing backs. God start healing um, uh, um, um, four years kidney failure. Why? Be simply because, and, I, and what is the tools I have? I don't have a church. I don't have the sound system. I don't have the, even such wonderful worship like we had tonight. I have got one computer one little mic I've got the spirit of the Lord and I've got an attitude that I am in a Kairos moment now now unto him who's able God's ability has not changed and Reinhardt said this he said, many people was riding on a marvelous wave and everything went well and everything was fine in their life. He says, and every ministry will reach a ceiling and every preacher will reach a ceiling and every leader will reach a ceiling. And with that means a, a limitation, a place where, where what he has come before, he will reach a, a what can I say it? Like a, a ceiling, like a, like a place where you just feel you cannot go further, like you are stuck. And he says that unless... You go back and fast and pray and seek God and press in afresh and reach out to God with that same determination and more that you break through that limitation. You will get dry on the seashore. And that became a lifestyle for me. Every single time. So the moment we were here in lockdown, and everything became so tightly locked down here, really strict. 
My team in Germany says, come on, mom. They said, just come back, just come back. Here, we are open in Germany. I said, listen, either God sent me in here and either I find the way in right here to be a blessing unto the people or what kind of preacher am I that's going to leave them alone in their difficulty right here in the nation? And they say from Germany, oh, people, I identify with you when I was right here. No, doesn't have to be, you have, don't have to be everywhere all the time. But let me explain this to you. So I said, come on, let's, let's start having, and we have these healing meetings every day, and we are preaching, and we are going, and we are reaching people, and we are reaching out to people, and we are preaching in the middle of the night. Yes, I do the global prayer meetings. I sat here 1.30 in the night doing the global prayer meetings. But either we are absolutely taking the Kairos moment with both hands because the kingdom of God is taken by force, people. That's the only way to get out of your stuck position. That's what it really means to be in heavenly places, seated in heavenly places. I am not locked in with a virus. I am gloriously busy with God and the people out there. So let me go on. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all. That, you know, this word to do is in, 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 in above all that we could think or ask is actually a wonderful word that's compared and I like it so much it's actually compared in the Greek to a without delay the real word there is who is able to do to do exceedingly abundantly who is able to do so I want to talk about the to do and the Greek there is actually compared to the word without delay. It's compared to a ship that is ready to release its cargo. So God is ready to release a download from heaven to you in your spirit, in your bedroom, in your lounge, wherever you are. God is ready to unload that which far above than what you could ever think or ask. The problem is we got so stuck in our own limitation in our thinking that if we don't stand on a stage and we don't have the lights and we don't have the smoke machine and we don't have the guitars and we don't have the music, we cannot function because we don't have the atmosphere. But let me tell you, the Holy Spirit is the atmosphere. You don't have to create an atmosphere. The Holy Spirit is the atmosphere. So, so the Lord compared himself there to a ship that is ready to offload its cargo. A full ship, how, how you've got the gift, you've got the Holy Spirit, you've got worship, you've got prayer, you've got intercession, you've got the telephone, for goodness sake, you've got the computer. People, most of us has, has a telephone and not everybody has have a computer, everybody has a telephone. Start reaching, start, let, let God start using you in the time. And see how God used that. I just challenged them and said, so he, he is sick on Monday, might not have enough breath to wait until Saturday. So let's start praying every day. And now this has become such a wave over the nations because God is like a ship. The Holy Spirit is ready to offload its cargo of signs, wonders, and miracles. Let me move on that is able to do above, where is the limit? Come on, come on. Where is the limit? Above than what we could think or ask. Where do you think is this limit that God has given you? We are limited by our surroundings, but we're not limited in the spirit. You might be limited by a lockdown in your, well, I'm in the apartment here and I can hardly allow, put my nose out at the door. And especially when I had COVID, I, was, I had to quarantine. And maybe you heard already my testimony it was actually quite wonderful. When I got this second load of, of, uh, of COVID, um, I got really sick. And so my supporters made me promise that I would go to a hospital. Well, you know, you know, I mean, you know, you know, Reinhardt used to say, Suzette, you've got stubborn faith, of course, with the emphasis on stubborn. Don't you dare saying it, right? But anyhow, Reinhardt used to say, oh, Suzette, you've got stubborn stubborn face and he's got a point yeah he, he used to call me his wild daughter i'm absolutely sure he was right about it but anyhow and um, and so i didn't want to go to the hospital 
So I promised my supporters here, if I'm really that sick, I would go. So I mean, I got really that sick and decided it's time to go to the hospital. So I packed my bags and I was really not well. And just before that, I decided before I actually go out at the door to, or rather called the ambulance to come and fetch me, I decided to switch on the healing meeting and just ask the and say to the people that I am now going to hospital and um, because it's running every day from one o'clock and so uh, just to say to the people I'm too sick today to do this meeting uh, please pray for me well you know at the moment I switch on that healing meeting it was like the lightning of God hit me and I, I sat there and I, this on this chair and I start preaching up a storm and I start praying for the sick and God start healing them and then God healed me yeah if you want healing just let God flow with healing through you and that same power will heal you and so I was gloriously Instantly, my oxygen went from 91 to 95. My, the pain in my lungs left. My breathing was totally released and free, people. The vomiting stopped, and I clean for God that I was supposed to go to a hospital. I was preaching up a storm, hallelujah, because God Almighty is able to do far above than what we could ever think or ask. So yeah, I had to, of course, be in this quarantine. Of course, I had to be in the lockdown and in the quarantine. You think I was bored? Oh, don't you even dream about that. I was so busy preaching and sharing and telling my testimony and, and everything. Why? Because I was not in a lockdown with a virus. I was in seated in heavenly places and I'm determined that this is our Kairos time. So there's no limitation. Uh, limitation. And I'm just quickly going to go through one thing here because I see that my time is rolling. And, um, and you know what it's all about, just quickly, I, I might have to skip most of it here. You know what, my friend, if you don't know how to worship the Lord in the desert, you will never know how to worship the Lord in the promised land. And that's just how it is. If you don't know how to worship God right now in this time of lockdown and really increase your spirit life, you will not know how to increase it once the lockdown is over. Because this is our training ground. I like what Benny Hinn said. Benny Hinn says, every miracle has its own battlefield. So I say it's very much in our attitude. It's an attitude in our hearts before the Lord. I say you either have an Egypt mentality. So I'm just quickly touch on that. I've, I've got a whole few pages on that, but don't worry. I won't bring you all. But you either got this Egypt mentality, which is a slave or a victim mentality. And you know, many people, oh, if I only have that. Oh, if I could only have that. Oh, if only we have the revival. Oh, if only. Well, if only. I, 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 don't, I don't like that because it is, if only we were rich, if only we were free, if only I could have that, if only I could have that. My, I live today because my if is not tomorrow. And so I am actually seeing that this is a real desert mentality. It's a real Egypt mentality that, that I find in the church at the moment. And especially now that, that, that um, this pandemic is, is quite going on for a long time, everybody in the beginning thought, hallelujah, COVID will be over soon. No, it's not over soon. So now, now we're going to find out just how deep is our roots in God and how much are we really building our, our relationship with the Lord. And so... Excuse me, the desert mentality to me is, you know, the people in the desert, the, 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 the Israelites, they didn't understand that the riches they had was really to build the tabernacle, that God gave them all that gold from Egypt really to build the tabernacle. And you don't understand that everything you have is actually the riches in God to build the kingdom also now. Get out of the old system. Get out of that old place where you just think, well, that's how the, that's what I know from the meetings before. Well, hallelujah, it's time to get out of that and to start trusting God for things like you've never done before. And God is prepared to do that. You know, it was this old, this old man uh, um, uh, idea. I hear it all over at the moment. Wow, we're going to have miracles. If only we can have more miracles. We're going to have this arrival with miracles. People just, I mean, I think miracles is not, it's not, and it's not some event that happened now and then. Miracles is a lifestyle. It's as natural as breathing. Miracles happens all the time. Start praying for people and you will see miracles just all the time. 
miracles. God is the miracle worker. God is not the healer of a few aches and pains and this and that. God is not just healing aches or covet here or a back there or a, or a earache there. God is the, he is the, he's the author of the miraculous, the miraculous, the miraculous in your finances, in your home, in your family, in your relationships, in your everything, in, in, in COVID, in your pain, in your cancer, in your, um, um, in your diabetes, in your high blood pressure, in your whatever. He is the fountain of the miraculous. So they had all these miracles. That didn't change their hearts. So I'm not looking for just miracles. That will happen anyhow. I'm going for the altar of prayer and the fire on the altar. Because if we have that, the miracles will flow automatically. And I think that that is so important that we don't look for miracles, that we don't seek miracles. We seek God. And that brings it all. So I want to go on. And you know, if we see this change in the, actually in the, when they came into the promised land, I like this very much. Actually in the promised land, you see a total change of the mentality again. Why? Because you see that the change there was God gave the land. And if God gave us the land, that's national. Before, they moved from corner to corner and around the mountain in, in the desert. But now, God gave the land. And when we have got a land mentality, then we've got a national mentality, mentality, and then we get a global mentality. And then we start seeing the way God sees. If we continue with that, then we see in the, in, in, in the promised land, the manna stopped. You know, I've got the thing to say. The manna, that which they always received, give me, give me every day, give me, give me, stop. And they had to eat from the produce of the land. And that's where a few Christians need to go to. It's not just about you getting, getting, getting all the time, being fed all the time. It's about you getting down and eat of the fruits of the spirit of the land where God has put you. And that God really wants to bring you that kind of a breakthrough. I think they had manna, manna soup and manna bread and manna pancakes and manna recipes and manna, uh, I think they had manna, uh, everything that you could make with manna from pancakes to chips to whatever. And then, bam, it's gone. No manna bread. Oh my goodness. No manna dumplings anymore. No manna pancakes. No manna nothing because manna wasn't there anymore. And all the old recipes of the past didn't work anymore. They had to go and find afresh the produce of the land. Sometimes we have to get rid of the old manna recipes. As wonderful as it was, God says, behold, I do something new. And for me, that is already 44 years in full-time work used to crusades, used to, 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 to preaching, used to the meetings, used to prayer conferences, used to this, used to that, used to pray for people, pray for them how many, to lay hands on the people. We all are used to anoint them with oil and pray for the sick. And we have, we have got sometimes healing lines that keeps us for five hours praying for people. And bam, that all stopped through the pandemic. So what am I? Am I going to stuck to my old manna recipe or am I going to go for the produce of the land and say, I'm pressing in before God for something fresh and new and found suddenly that God is using the internet the same way to heal the sick, to, to, to touch people, to open blind eyes, to, to, to heal kidneys, to do everything because. It, it is this produce of the land it is the Holy Spirit that's doing it anyhow and not the old recipe and then we see in this in the promised land they had a tea mentality before it was Moses Moses, Aaron, Hur and Joshua that was waiting suddenly all of them gone and Joshua said right you boys which tribe is going to help which tribe Suddenly, it's not Aaron, her, and Moses, and the main leader. No, no, no. 
suddenly it's just so saying, okay, which you tribe, you cannot just go over there. You go over with your brethren and you help them fight. And, and suddenly we see teamwork. We see true teamwork in the promised land. You know, we either has this, this, excuse me, I'm just going to say it quickly. Like I said to somebody the other day, I said, we either have this yeah, grasshopper mentality or the giant, I can do it all mentality. Let's just see where are the Davids. You know, I can do it all and I do it by all. And why can't we not just be humble princes and humble princesses for God? And so we see here that God is busy with a mentality. And I think at the moment in the church, God is very much busy with the mentality. So I quickly need to rush and I want to go back to something very beautiful. If we come now to this, this promised land mentality and we talk of the Joshua generation, you hear it all the time. Oh, they pray all the time for the Joshua generation. Now that's true. If you would just quickly backtrack with me, I'm almost through. If you backtrack with me just a little bit, if you see how God, how God was building up to this Joshua generation, then let's just backtrack real quickly. And we see actually in Genesis, and I wrote it out for us, in Genesis, God chose men. If you go and read it, how God built up to it. In Genesis, God chose men. He chose Adam. He chose Abraham. God chooses men to fellowship with in Genesis, in the book of Genesis. Then we come to Exodus. We see that God redeemed man out of bondage. And you see all those names that sounds like a telephone book. And so, and then you come to Leviticus. And there you see that God was actually calling man. Read the book of Leviticus and you see that God was calling, calling man. In Numbers, we see that God was really speaking to man. God was really giving them the law. God was really giving them the explanation uh, uh, and, and taught them. Then we come to Deuteronomy and we see that these are the words. These are the commandments of God. So we see that Genesis, God chose man. Exodus, God redeemed man. Leviticus, God was calling man. In Numbers, God was speaking to man. In Deuteronomy, God was commanding man. And now we come to Joshua. And we see that Joshua, God came and he said to him, now arise. You see this build up from, from, from dimension to dimension to dimension. Come on. And you see that God has been, God has chosen people. God has chosen you already. God has spoken to you already. God has redeemed you already. We see Leviticus, God has been calling already. God has, in numbers, God has commanded them already. In Deuteronomy, God commanded them and gave them the word. And now God come to Joshua and now they are ready to say, come on, arise. The Joshua generation is an arising generation in the midst of the pandemic. Because the spirit is not limited by the pandemic. Change a bit of thinking and a change of plan and get rid of the old ideas. Why is that so important? Because God has chosen you already. God has redeemed you already. God has called you already. God has spoken to you already. He has commanded you already and he has given you the vision and has told you what is pleasing unto him. And now God says to you tonight on the screen, arise, arise to what is it? Arise in prayer, arise in fasting, arise in reaching out, arise in taking anything that is small and let God increase it. Get out of your stuck position, arise. That's the Joshua generation. The desert mentality is God is a distance, it's rules, it's regulations. But the promise mentality, the promised land mentality is God is with us. Let us bear fruit. Let us plant. Let us take the produce of the land. The old manna system is over. Let's get on with the produce of the land, people. And here I am in Indonesia. I'm a German and I am, you know, I'm quite a mix. God help that somebody said to me the other day, oh, I wish I could be like you. I said, don't, darling. This world has enough problems with one of us. So, with, so because I am South African, but I am German, and I am in Indonesia, very much loving this land. So I say, I have to be fruitful in this land now with the pandemic. So so I walk out in the mornings. I'm not, a, I, I was only allowed, only allowed to walk here uh, in the garden around the swimming pool. So I am marching around. God, you have, there has to be more that I can do than just sitting in this apartment. Show me what I can do. I, and I start. And so that's how I got you press in and God will open that door.
And sometimes God might even ask you to do some foolish things because I mean, how foolish was that now to walk around the walls? I mean, you know, I just wrote it down here. I said, God might ask you to do things that's really looking stupid. Noah was building an ark when there was no rain. King Hezekiah put the people of worship in front of those of the army. I wonder what those soldiers thought. They possibly looked like, they went to him and said, what are you doing sitting, putting these little tambourine players in front of us? We are the mighty men that knows how to handle the sword. And now you put this little tambourine and flag waving little girls and, and whatever in front of us and blowing their little whistles. And now, and you want to go in battle like that? And you put us strong, mighty men at the back? I like new ways. Behold, I do a new thing. Naaman, go and dip in the water. What? How do you get leprosy dipping the water? Yes, God is doing a new thing. <coughs> Excuse me. Jesus put clay on the eyes of the people. God is into things that make us do things we never expect. And people, give me five more minutes and I'm finished. We see here actually, but what blessed me very greatly about this is actually when you see that God sometimes make you do things that you just don't expect. And people, sometimes God will let you do things that is just, just, just like that. One time the Lord said to me, tell people to take out their mobile phones and, and tell them to call anybody that is sick and I'm going to heal them now. Well, that's exactly what we did. And then God started healing people. Guys, it was a, a man that was bedridden. He got off his bed. He was in an accident. He got off his bed. Another, and people, were, that's the point. Don't you limit God. Let God be God and let God use you for all things. And people, I just want to close with this. You know, from my daddy, Reinhard Bonke, I learned such a wonderful thing. For every new dimension and for every breakthrough, you know, this man of God, he was such an eagle. If you watched him, wow, Reinhard Bonke, he would rise against every storm. Oh, and he would say, he says, birds hide in, in the rain, but eagles fly the storm. And I watched this man. And he said, for every breakthrough. Now listen carefully. I'm almost finished. Oh, my God. More than 14 minutes. I repent later. I, I repent later. Okay. But anyhow, he used to say, he said, remember the server, he says, you have to go and find a fresh that flow for the next breakthrough and for the next dimension. And then he, he used to say, he said, God will take you and, and in yourself. And I remember I went to him and I said, Reynard, I am fasting. I am praying. I am I'm up every morning, four o'clock. Why does God not use me like Catherine Kuhlman? And he looked at me for a long time and he said to me these wise words. He said, Suzette, the trees of the Lord does not grow overnight. And he said, Suzette, you keep fasting, you keep praying. And when God sees that the inner capacity has expanded to that level, he will bring the outer flow. And that was such wise words that I learned as a young missionary. And that became a rule in my life. And so I start living how the Bible says, the Bible talks of four enlargements. Now write down quickly at this end here. He said, the Lord said, the Bible says he enlarged your heart. In Psalm 119 verse 32, enlarge your heart. Then he says, he enlarged your steps. In Psalm 18 verse 36, it says, he enlarged your steps. And then in 1 Samuel 2, chapter 2, verse 1, it says, he enlarged my mouth. And then the last one, in 1 Chronicles 4.10, it says, he enlarged my borders. Now, let's just go quickly over that one more time. God will bring vision to your heart. He will put something of this, whatever he wants to do. In your heart, when you listen to Pastor Tuck last night, you hear this man is busy with revival. You hear how he believes that God is going to bring this harvest and, and, and how it's going to be. So that's in his heart. It's in his spirit. He, he lifts it. He eats it. He dreams it. And, and then 
I, I watched Raynaud. Raynaud had this in his heart that Africa will be saved. And you had to, Africa will be saved. You hear him that many times. He eats it. He dreamt it. It was in his heart. And that is what vision is. God will first put that new dimension that God wants to bring in your heart. And once it's in your heart, you will start walking as if it is already happening. I watched Raynaud Bonka. You know, he believed that, that, that we would have this... I will never forget it when we when we when he had this largest tent, the mobile tent in the world. But our first tent was only a ten thousand seater, and Reinhardt would preach in that tent as if we already have the 38,000 seater. And I mean, he would preach as if he preached to thirty-eight thousand. And when he said God is going to give us a hundred thousand, he had only ten thousand in front of him. But I tell you, he would preach like it was a hundred thousand, and then it became twenty thousand, and then thirty. 40,000, 50,000, and eventually 1.3 million in a single meeting. Why? Because as his heart was, so he starts stepping in the spirit. He starts acting in the spirit. He starts living in the spirit. He starts planning in the spirit. He starts acting it out in the spirit. He walked as it were in the spirit. He steps as if it was. And then he says, your mouth will start speaking it. You're not just having a big mouth. You have God's mouth. And you start saying what the Lord is saying. And you start proclaiming what the Lord is proclaiming. And that's what took me to Papua. I used to say, every mountain shall become light. Every valley shall be lifted up. Every crooked place shall be made straight. And the glory of the Lord shall be seen. I confessed it. I prayed it. I believe it. People, what is in your heart, you start acting according. And then you start speaking it. You start praying it. You start proclaiming it. And then you reach First Chronicles chapter 4, verse 10, where God enlarge your borders. And that I see him, I saw him live, and that became my lifestyle. It doesn't matter if I'm in a lockdown with COVID, this is what I do. I let God stir my heart. It was healing. I start acting as if they are all healed over there already. I speak it out. I pray it out. And I expect God how he enlarged our borders. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I want to thank you for everybody that is out there right now. And I want everybody to say after me, Lord, I thank you that you enlarge my heart. And I know that some of you sit out there being stuck. Some of you have lost so much already. You've lost your fire. You've lost your zeal. You've lost your passion because you allow the circumstances to limit you instead of rising like an eagle above it. I say again, COVID is a governmental condition of, of a virus. It is not a fact of the spirit. And so say after me, say, Father, today I, I, I enlarge my heart. I ask you to pour back into my spirit that fire, that zeal, and that anointing in Jesus' name. And Lord, I will act accordingly. And I pray that you guide me and that you show me how to do that. And Father, I will speak it. I will pray it. I will fast it. And I thank you today that you enlarge my borders right in whatever situation I am facing, whatever condition. I am facing in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I just in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, I start breaking that stronghold. I start breaking that walls around you. In the name of Jesus, I set you free tonight in the name of Jesus. I break that hold now in Jesus' name. And I speak to you and I set you free from that, from that hold over your mind. And I pull you out of that, of that desert mentality and I bring you into the produce of the land in Jesus' name. Kick out the sand out of your sandals out of the desert and start walking the promises of God. In the name of Jesus. And there's somebody watching me right now. Actually, there's three watching me right now. There are three of you leaders that are watching me and you felt that your borders has become so narrow and so close because of this lockdown and you cannot do the church. In Jesus' name, you enlarge in yourself. And when the Lord sees that the enlargement from within handles the outer flow, God, the, the, the ministry makes room for itself. It is not the building. It is not the place. It is you and the flow of that anointing for the ministry make room for itself.
I don't know if I will get into trouble for this. Possibly. Oh, I repent later. But you know what, people? I am determined to go and find covered people to pray for them. And I said, Lord, how? But if it's a passion, what God put as a passion in your spirit, what God put as a fire in your spirit, when God put it in your heart, believe me, you start praying it, you start saying it, you start declaring it, and you start speaking it out, and then you start acting, and God will open that door because Jesus came to seek and to save the lost and Jesus then will enlarge your border and I have, will have the privilege in the next days to go and pray for covered people which is totally unheard of. Why? Because God is the God who said now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above. <gasps> Are you not scared? No, I'm not scared. I'm going with the living God I'm not locked in with the virus. I'm locked in with God. But you must keep, you must keep to the rules and regular. Absolutely do we keep to that. But people, we cannot get stuck in our mind because out of fear of a lockdown, out of fear, God is not limited. Start believing God for your place. I break that hold in the name of Jesus. I set a fresh fire and a zeal into your spirit Lord wake them up in the night let them pray I release that fire I release that passion and right now somebody with a pain in the left side got healed actually somebody in the left side severe pain and the Lord healed you right now another person with a pain in the neck here severe pain into the neck the Lord has just healed you as you watch me now I pull you out of your stronghold and I pull you out of your limitation and I say God enlarge your borders in Jesus name somebody actually with severe migraine headaches has been healed right now oh and somebody with a back I just feel the back I feel the, the Lord is heat heat is flowing heat is flowing over your whole body right now the Lord is healing that spine and I thank you Lord that you heal spines and you heal backs right now in the name of Jesus because you are there Jesus and you heal them by the way, a woman with a real problem with her cervix, actually with the uh, uh, female problems, has been touched right now. Please let your doctor check you. Kitala katala kasara baganda. And I thank you, Father, in the name. Oh, enlarge their borders, Lord. Enlarge their borders. Likaya, get them out of that old system into the new wineskins in Jesus' name. And I say amen and amen. And You've just listened to a production of Cornerstone Community Church. Please note that all unauthorized reproduction, distribution, or sale of the recording is prohibited. For permission to reproduce or distribute the sermon, please write into mail at cscc.org.sg. We hope that you have been blessed.